Good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome back, welcome back to the Thomas Freeme TV and Podcast Show. I am your host, Thomas Freeme. I know I've been absent for a minute. You know, a lot has been going on. And I discuss a lot of that in today's show. Break down really what's been going on the past several weeks, what I've been going through, and the outcome of that. In today's episode, I have uh, with me Mr. Corey Chaney from past episodes. Um, so shout out to Mr. Corey Chaney. Shout out to Miss Cynthia Goldberg and the F8 Foundation and all what they're doing up in the Northeast. So, today's show, where are you, Trisha Joe? Trisha Joe, Tracy Joe, one of those Joes, right? She goes by Trisha, but I had a hard time calling her Trisha. I kept calling her Tracy for a reason. Couldn't get over the fact of why it was so hard for me to keep calling her Trisha Joe. I kept calling her Tracy Joe. And, uh, because she was a fraud. And, and I don't even know if Trisha Joe is even her real name. And it just didn't sound right. You know what I mean? So we get into all of this about Trisha Joe and her crackhead wannabe ways. But before we get into that, into the story, first and foremost, many blessings to all my, my subscribers, my followers. Um, things are growing. Things are growing. We're getting there. The nonprofit is up and running. Right? Congratulations. Yoo-hoo. Coming Home Coalition is now a tax-exempt nonprofit in the Tampa Bay area. We will be starting to fundraise for our first event, which is going to be for the homeless. We're going to do some for the homeless in the Tampa Bay area. We're going to start um, creating care packages. So if you could, please um, go to the website, www.cominghomecoalition.com, as you see, bam, bam, right there and uh, find a way to donate if you can help with anything that homeless people need. Clothes, uh, deodorants, toothpaste, toothbrushes, just care packages, shower shoes, um, clo- you know, clothes, underwears, bras, tampons, uh, you know, pads for the ladies, any kind of, of ladies needs, things of that nature. Um, we're asking for, for Narcans, you know, for, for the addicted, figure if, if these homeless had them in their care packages, they could at least help their buddy if, if they're overdosing, things of that nature. But this is what our first is, event is going to be for Coming Home Coalition. So, check it out. <sighs> what can I say? You know, in this field that I'm in, I'm, I'm very passionate and I want to help people. And I get a little rambunctious at times. You know, I run across somebody who may seem or appear to have a like mind, you know, in the same passion, and I just overlook a lot of things, and I, I guess I give courtesy to people who really don't deserve that courtesy, and I guess I just, I guess I just trust people too much, you know, and I take them for their word. I take, you know, I, 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 I extend courtesy, I guess, you know, and it, it, it has always bitten me in the ass. Trisha Joe was somebody who she thought that she could come in and manipulate my platform and manipulate me into thinking that she was one of these people. Trisha Joe was a narcissist. 
by all accounts, and I'm not a psychiatrist to diagnose people, but I've been around enough to know when certain human beings are delving in the land of just complete fantastical egoic nature I started seeing these signs in Trisha Joe right out of the gate that she was she was very uh, grandiose spoke very highly of herself she would tear her roommate down in a sense about how ugly he was or, or how bad bodied he was and and I mean this is an older man who just lost his wife a couple years ago and I mean to me he's he's a handsome man for older I mean he's been through a, about a depression right like she was accusing him of just horrible things and and his body and his looks and I'm and I'm sitting there looking at this woman who's 53 years old and she looks like she's 78 or maybe even 80 all her teeth are, have fallen out she runs around in gas stations and, and stores and stuff barefooted, chasing behind this dog who is, is, looks hungry himself. And, and I'm just sitting there seeing this person like, how, how can you speak so ugly as somebody when you yourself are not really in the position to speak of that? As, as we shouldn't be speaking ugly of other human beings to begin with. But... These were some of the red flags that I just started getting from this Trisha Joe character, you know, and I detail, you know, our, our travels since June 24th. I've been with this person um, and we traveled in a rental, just her and I from Virginia to Kansas, back to Virginia and then ultimately to Florida where I abandoned her in Florida and left her once I figured out and understood who she was and what she was doing. This is a person who has taken an access of $20,000 or more. Or she's probably up where around thirty or $40,000 now from families. She specifically took $20,000 from the James Griffin Foundation, which is James Griffin is an individual who's out in Kansas fighting for his innocence, his freedom. This man is completely innocent of this civil rights case that's out there in Kansas all revolving around the fact that a man committed a, a robbery somebody committed a robbery and the owner who was robbed the only testimony he had the only evidence he had as to who robbed him was it sounded like a black man so for two years they were out there just rounding up random black people questioning them pressuring them into this this story that they concocted around this robbery so this is the family this man has been in prison behind this for 20 years this is the family who had raised enough money to hire an attorney to help fight for their cause and this woman stepped in persuaded the family into believing that she was a paralegal of 30 years and such and and that she could fight this big campaign and she was going to make all of this stuff that she was going to glamorize the case have it in the news all of this stuff and the family has been giving this woman money since january you know and and i stepped in june 24th which we'll get into the story of that 
and and blew this woman's plan up because this woman thought that she could fool Thomas Freeman. And I told her from the very beginning, do not lie to me because I will know. I tell these people these things, man. They don't listen to me. They don't listen. They still think that they can dupe me. They don't know who I am. They come into these, these situations not understanding who I am and what I'm doing. They just think that they can come here and fool me and manipulate me. But only for a second. Like your girl said in Game of Thrones. It's true. I learn slow, but I learn. I've been duped enough. I've been hurt enough. I've been abandoned enough. And I've been in enough situations to be weary of all situations that I'm in now. And just because I give you the benefit of the doubt of making you think that I'm your friend and making you think that I'm not paying attention to you and that I'm on your side, I'm watching your every move. I'm watching your every move. I'm listening to your every word and I'm watching because I know in time truth will always prevail. If you're a true character and you're true at heart, you don't have to tell me that. It'll show. Within days, I started noticing that this person was not right. So I sat back, I watched, I monitored, you know, and I, I, I got proof. And once I had that proof, I eliminated her. And I protected the families that she had brought me in contact with. So if there is other families that know of this, Trisha Joe. Please get in contact with me, and I will make sure you get in contact with the right people to help restore anything that has happened to you. That's it. That's all I got to say, man. Enjoy the show. Mr. Corey Chaney. Y'all take care. Stay blessed. I have many episodes that are coming out. Again, I, I, I sincerely apologize for the delay. Um, but there's just been a lot going on, and again, as I've explained in prior episodes, at the end of the day, it's just me. It's just me trying to keep up with all of this. Everything is taking off. I'm looking for a publicist. This is how I ran across Trisha Joe because I put this ad out on Facebook that I needed a publicist. You know, when she came in, she tried to come in under the guise of the publicist, but then she, she set eyes on a bigger prize that ultimately got this woman on the run. And completely fucked off now. And that's what you get, Trisha Joe, fucking with me. You can't handle the truth. Things have been um man, things have been very, very interesting. <clears throat> things have been good and things have been bad. You know, I'm 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 towing the line still, you know, but but um how can I put this? Things have just been interesting. <laughs> you know, I have a story to tell Corey, you know, and, and, and I said, man, I want to tell this story. I've been wanting to tell this story for a couple of days. It's ongoing now. And I'm like, man, I wanted to tell this story. And I called my homeboy the other day. Actually, he called me <clears throat> Mordecai. And uh, I'm like, bam, man, I got this story. I want to tell blah, 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 this and that. But then I locked myself out of the computer. I couldn't get in the computer. But earlier today, I come on and my mic quit on me. So I had to go and I, and I ordered a mic real quick from Amazon. It got delivered. Um, a good friend of mine, man, my, my CFO, of my, my foundation, man, she has been, she's been there. I got a bulldog on my team, you know, 
real bulldog, but it's just, uh, it's been interesting, man. It's been interesting. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm interested now. I'm really interested. I want to hear what's going man, on. Man, listen, man, this is a story that's going to take you across about nine states. Okay, with a person. I saw the little journey. Yeah, you were okay, doing. Okay, okay. So little, you know the journey bit, that yeah. I was on. Okay, yeah, yeah. so so it takes me across that. You know, fraud. It brings me into a case of 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 attempted murder, right? <laughs> where where all they had on this man was the simple fact that the dude that got shot said it sounded like a black man. What? Right. So let me get into it. All right, let me hear it. Let me hear it. <laughs> so, somewhere around the beginning of June, the middle of June, I put a post out on Facebook that I need a publicist, right? Podcast is growing. Uh, we got the nonprofit came through for, for Coming Home Coalition. So, you know, we got outreach things getting ready to pop off. I'm going to really start time. And I'm glad you said what you said, because I'm really going to start tying you and Cynthia into this stuff. Awesome. Um, so all of that is in the works. But I got a message from a person we're going to call Trisha Joe. Trisha Joe reached out to me one day and she asked me if I still needed a publicist. I said, yeah, I do. So we started, you know, talking back and forth and she's telling me about, you know, this all these things and 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 that she's been watching my podcast and I can improve here on the podcast and I can improve there on my marketing and and she sounded real good you know because I agreed with what she was saying I knew this this is where I was lacking at so she goes on to say that she could really use my help out in Kansas with this case called James Griffin right now I tell her, I'm like, well, I don't have anything to do. This was a Friday. I say, I really don't have nothing to do. I'm in a, in a situation I really not need to, to, to get out of, away from right now. So I said, if you can get me out to Kansas right now, I said, I can come. So she's like, really? So I'm like, yeah. So she calls the Griffin family, puts me in contact with the Griffin family. The Griffin family wires me $900 to get a rental, wow. Yeah. right? Because I, I, th I get the rental for two weeks, I'm, you know, through my company and enterprise, things like that, you know, got good deals. So uh, it was it was six hundred dollars plus three hundred dollar uh, security deposit. Right. So I get the rental. Now, the plan is, is that I have to go to Virginia, pick up Trisha Joe because she lives in Virginia and bring her out to Kansas. And on the way to Kansas, she will fill me in about. James Griffin. <clears throat> so cool. I really wanted to go on a road trip. And I think I kind of manifested this because me and, and my friend and, and a couple other people for the past couple of weeks, I'm like, man, I really just want to get out of here and just go on a road trip. You know what I mean? Because I love driving. So this just came up. So I'm like, cool. This is perfect. This is what I've been wanting. Right. So bam, I load up and I head to Virginia. I pick up Trisha Joe. We, we, uh, I meet her for the first time, um, throw suitcases, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the rogue. And we, we head out to Kansas. Now, before we go, I asked Trisha Joe, I say, Trish, I need some weed right <laughs> before we get on this road. I need some weed. 
So she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can get you some weed. So bam, before we go, she takes me to this person's house, which is about 10 minutes from where she stayed at. So she goes in, before she goes in, we stop. She tells me, she's like, now just, just wait here in the car because this person sells more than weed. So I'm like, okay, right? So now I'm waiting, she goes in the house. Homie, when she comes out, right? She comes out and she asks me, she says, can we give you know my friend a ride to the store? She needs to go get some cigarettes. So I'm like, cool. Homie, when I tell you a, 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 a zombie walked out of this house, she got sores all over her. Oh, she's, she's scratching like this. She got sores all over her face, her neck, her arms. I'm looking at I'm looking at Trisha Joe like, like what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, like, you didn't have to. She didn't even have to say anything because you, you, you read it for what it was. You knew what was going on. So she says. So she says. Well, she's got poison ivy. She went back. She got poison ivy behind her house, and she went and you know was chasing a ball in the woods and ran through some poison ivy, and she got it. So I'm like, okay, I could I could buy that. You know what I mean? But it put my guards up mm-hmm. right away. Right. So Trisha showed the signs of a tweaker, and I automatically knew that she had been on drugs at some point in her life. Right. You know what I mean? And that maybe she was recovering because she just had that real skits personality constantly. Like her mind was going a million miles a second and her mouth couldn't keep up with it. And she would, she would be jumping from sentence to sentence to sentence. She could never finish one sentence. Right. So I'm watching all of this now. And I had asked her like, are you on drugs? You know what I mean? Or are you on drugs? Are you doing drugs? She's like, no, no, I've never done drugs in my life. Red flag number two, right? Yeah. Okay. So now she didn't get the weed. She didn't get the weed because I guess the weed man didn't come by yet. So we left. Okay. Now she's stopping. We're stopping every two, three hours. She's talking about she's got to stretch her legs, things like this. We're stopping. She would go on a stroll, you know, and I'm just doing my thing. I'm not really paying attention to her, but I'm, I'm, I'm just watching because this is a new person in my environment. Mm-hmm. So engaging everything, you know what I mean? So she'd be gone. She would come back. She would get in the car <clears throat> and then she would want to smoke some weed. Right. And as we're sitting there smoking some weed or whatnot, because I had some of my own that I brought from Florida, but I knew I was going to run short. Mm-hmm. And the thing of it was, was I knew that when we got out to Kansas, I don't think it's legal in Kansas, but I can buy in Chicago and I can buy in Missouri. Yeah. So you're being kind of careful, like how are you doing it? Yeah. I got, I got, I'm limited. You know what I mean? So, but she, she would come on and want to come in the car and she would want to smoke some weed. And then she would want to talk about how high she was. You know what I mean? Like, Oh man, you know, I don't smoke this week. Cause you know, I got my medical card here in Florida. So I got medical grade stuff and it's strong. So again, her act was, her act was professional. You know what I mean? It was viable. So we're going, we get out here, and then I learn about James Griffin. Now, a little bit about James Griffin. James Griffin is an individual out in Kansas that has been locked up for 20 years on a case uh, of a store that was on um, uh, O'Kelly's, I believe, or something of that nature. 
right? It was a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Now this man got shot. His name was, was Bob Frazier, Robert Frazier. He got shot by a, by a robber. He got shot from the ch- in the chest. He was paralyzed from the waist down. He never saw his attacker. There were people, witnesses from distance that were saying that they saw a black man running across the parking lot, things of that nature. But there was no definitive ID of who the attacker was at all. And Bob's testimony was that he was blindfolded and all he knew was it sounded like a black man. That was it. That's it. They went on this, this spree, you know, they went on this, this, this man hunt for black people. They were just rounding up random black people and bringing them in, questioning them, uh, just, just putting the pressure on them, telling these people that they had, uh, uh, you know, evidence that they were there that day and all of this. Did they, um, now, how, when was this again? Like, how long ago? This was Super Bowl day, January 24th of 2002. I believe it was New England and KC. Oh, it couldn't have been New England and KC. Uh, New England and somebody. I think it was the Panthers. Uh, but, yeah, the reason I asked that is because 2002, okay, so very limited technology in a sense that we have now so they literally just went off of went off of that 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 just baffles me but yeah we we hear about those stuff all the time but so were they trying to say they ping their cell phone or whatever but that wow see that's sad when people don't know their rights and and that the cops do stuff like that that's such entrapment that like it, it, i don't know how you can go to bed at night thinking like yeah, this probably isn't the person, but we're still going to go after him. But yeah, anyway, keep it going. I, 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 for some reason, I was trying to put technology together and be like, how the hell would that even be able to happen? But yeah, I could see why you took this on. But yeah, just, uh, <laughs> Jesus, wow. So they, for, for two years, they were, they were investigating Black people, <clears throat> all kinds of different Black people. And it ended up coming up... Uh, James Griffin. There was a story that was being passed around that James Griffin, his cousin, and a white person was driving this vehicle and that James Griffin was the driver and that his cousin was the shooter. Now, this is where it gets shady for me because I'm not too in depth of this case because of the circumstances that revolved around with Trisha Joe and everything that was going on. But this is what was introduced to me. And when we get out to Kansas, I find that I'm going to get an affidavit from James's alibi that the court has never recognized. Um, this woman, the public defender, never questioned uh, the, the, the uh, Mr. Frazier when he was testifying to the fact that he sounded like a black man, you know, there was never no question. Like my first question is what does a black man sound like? Right. Because if somebody was listening to me, I would sound like a black man. You don't know how many people say, Uh, man, I thought you were black. Right. So that's just, it's not even that the, the credibility behind that is insane. Like how could you just run off of that? That, that, 
oh my god, my stomach. Like I get that stuff gets me so fired up. And this is what I was telling James Griffin was the fact that if I was if I was there in that courtroom that day, I would have blew that case wide open just by that, because you would have had me in a back room speaking just as I am now and let people make a determination whether I was white or black. What's that? What's that determination going to be? And then I'm going to walk in the room. And then what are you going to say? Right now that I bet you that um, the guy, he's a court appointed lawyer. You were saying he was a public defender. I guarantee he was in cahoots with the DA and all them. So yeah, this was a, this was a, a, a prominent white figure as they called him in the, in the town. It's a very small town. It was a restaurant. It was a popular restaurant. You know what I mean? So I went and I, and I depot, you know, depot this woman, get her statement, which I have with me now, um, video it. And she has kept on, She's kept evidence for the last 20 years. She's been trying to contact the court, you know, as far as much as as contacting the judge and letting the judge know, of course, the judge hung up on her, which is understandable. The judge is supposed to hang up on her because you can't speak to the judge of a case off the record. You know, everything has to be on the record so they can't speak of anything. That's why the judge hung up on her. But the fact remains is that this woman, this was just two months ago, and this woman has been following up trying to show that she is this man's alibi. You know, and I think it was a, a childhood friend that they just grew up and, and maybe always had a, a little kinship or whatever. You know, I don't know. But I do know that James was with her on that day because it was Super Bowl day. And he was down there two hours away and they pinged the towers, right? The phone bill shows that he was two hours away and that him and this woman were talking back and forth because she went to clean his car on Super Bowl. They were all cooking. She went to take to the car wash, the car to the car wash. She went to take the car to the car wash and she found his wedding ring inside of the center console. So they started texting back and forth about that ordeal, right? So none of that was admitted into court. None of it was brought up. It, there was no, no, uh, uh, character witnesses for this man, nothing of that nature. Jesus uh, based God. on based on nothing, hardly, really. A hearsay, which is, which is what I'm getting ready to to dive into is is exactly how I want to know how and what they convicted him on, and and such. So, going back to Trisha Joe now, we're over here and 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 we're we're discussing these cases, and she's she's got me really under the impression that she's a paralegal. Her, her website shows that she's a paralegal. Of course, anybody can create anything, but she has a pretty good social media presence and she's done a good job uh, disguising herself, right? Like any fraud, all you have to do <clears throat> is really dig, <clears throat> but everything's moving so fast. And that's what the importance of people trying to understand because People say, well, how can you just give a stranger your money like that? How can you just give somebody some money without really truly understanding and researching? Because really, there's no time. We're working with desperate people, a lot of pressure, and you're just not. I don't know. I really honestly don't know. And again, like I said, you know, that's that's my fault. It's it's solely my fault. And I'll, I'll never make that mistake again. Right. But. I trusted this person that she had legal experience, you know, 
it wasn't until we met another couple uh, from out of Ohio. I believe the, the woman's name was Masil. Now, she called me and said that we had an intake to do. Now, during this intake, we're talking, and, and I'm doing most of the talking through the whole trip, right? Yeah. I'm the one that's talking. She's, she'll throw some, some jargon out there, but then as soon as some questions start coming, she'll just look at me, Tom, and she'll, you know, Thomas, can you answer this for them or, or however? And I'm doing most of the talking, right? Now, I'm peeping all this, but again, it's not, it's just, they're just numbers right now. Nothing's really adding up. I'm just grabbing numbers. Yeah, flat, flat. yeah, yeah. You dig what I'm saying? So, yep. so when this family with Masil and them, we're doing this intake. After we do, you know, we hear the background in this. The woman asked the, the woman, well, how, how much funds are you accessible to now? So the woman and, and her fiance, who is locked up in Ohio, they're going back and forth. And she's like, well, he has a thousand and I have a thousand. And that's everything that we have. Right. And we probably won't be able to get anything again until I start school in August. And maybe I can take out some school loans, maybe have another four or five thousand accessible at that time. So as soon as she said that, Trisha Joe said, okay, well, this is what we'll do. Send us the $2,000 retainer now, right? And we'll draw up a contract for when you have funds disposable again in August. You know, we'll do like $1,000 a month or something like that, you know, but this $2,000 retainer will take us all the way through. And in my mind, I'm like, but these people just said that this is all they got. Right, right. You know what I mean? And she harped right on that. like, And she jumped right on that 2K. So that was a big red flag for me because the whole conversation then went from finding this guy relief and working with the family to pressuring them into getting almost every dollar that, that she can out of them. So at the end, the family was like, okay, we'll think about it. We'll get back with you tomorrow. And then Tomorrow came in the morning and they shot an email to Trisha Joe thanking her, thanking us and saying that they decided to go with, you know, somebody else, the Innocence Project, something like that. I knew why. I knew it was because of the pressure of the money. So I talked to Trisha Joe and I'm like, don't you think that maybe you could have just slacked off that, that retainer a little bit or something? You know, because that's a lot of money. You Especially know for mean? people, that's all they got, you know. And, and it's like I've told Trisha Joe that by the time these people get to us, like they've already been taken through the ringer. Right. They don't you know need another I mean? fucking disaster, you know. So, Not saying like they thought that in a sense, but she didn't help the cause. I can see what you're saying. Yeah. There was no there was no ease there. There was no comfort there. It was nothing but pressure. She was pressuring them. Right. So. We talked about it for, for a minute, whatnot. And then she just blew over it and went on to the next one. But I lost. She didn't. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But she didn't. When you mentioned that to her, like, hey, you didn't. You kind of like pressed that. What it, she had no like. She didn't say anything. Her response was more along the lines that she knows where she messed up at. You know, it was, I know, I know, I know where I messed oh, up at. You know what I mean? I hate that. That I know, I know. Yeah, you already were picking up everything. Sorry, I, I just had to. No. I like this, to this know, is... I like to know people's like, because you're good at reading people. And I have that gift too, where I'm almost, I could, 
I can play it in my head how that person, if they responded that way, that uh, that they'll add up a little bit. But yeah, that's that's uh that's frustrating, definitely probably for you because you brought her on, right? And you're trying, you're doing this for the kindness of your heart, and then people like her that are putting up this false bravado. Uh, and then you're starting to pick it up. It's almost like you, you look, remember like your, your friend would say something stupid and you'd look at him and be like, dude, I, I don't, how are we friends again? Like, right. <laughs> like you obviously like him, but, and you're that person that, you know, you're, you're not, you're trying to figure all this stuff out because you barely know her, but you're, you give people the benefit of the doubt. So exactly. I, I, can, I can see where you're going with it. Yeah, exactly. Because, because in prison, it, it has been ingrained in me that you don't accuse somebody until you have proof. Right. You know what yep. I mean? Because if you accuse somebody and you don't have proof and you're wrong, there are serious, serious repercussions. consequences, repercussions behind that. Right. So it's just ingrained in me because I want to know. And right. I haven't seen anything factual yet to, to, to know otherwise. But again, they're just numbers. Right. They're just numbers that I'm grabbing red flags i'm just grabbing and i know that if i grab enough of them experience and history has shown me they're all going to add up at some point it's just be patient sit back watch what's happening and let life be life right yep so i'm just continuing now other red flags that i'm starting to see is she 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 brought this dog with her on this trip and she completely destroyed this rental. Like her shit is all oh. over the rental. And, and it's driving me absolutely crazy because I am OCD. Right. And this dog is all there. There's hair all over the place. You know, she's there just. She lived. She shows signs of a hobo. So. So, yeah, she was just showing signs of a hobo. You know what I mean? Just just careless <clears throat> stuff all over, scattered. Her thoughts were scattered. Her speech was scattered. Everything was scattered all over the place. And the more and more that I'm seeing this personality, I know that she's a tweaker. You know what I mean? I just haven't been able to pin it. And, and it's, either, it's either crack or it's meth. I was leaning at that time towards meth. You know what I mean? She was staying up all night, hardly getting any rest. The woman had no teeth. Like she had this one veneer tooth that fell out and she was talking about how, how she, she, she talked about that was because she was, she blamed that her teeth loss on gastric bypass surgery. And when she told me that, I'm like, I've known many people that's had that and their teeth have never fell out like that. But you know how like people got the, the buildup all in their teeth. Like they haven't brushed their teeth in years. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You're talking and about. they only got like four or five little teeth. And then she had this one tooth up top that would just keep falling out. And she would just take it and put it. I knew, I knew the woman was either crack or meth. Now, you how know? long into these, the, how many days has it been since you guys, since you picked her up? And this has probably been about four days now. Okay. So you, you're already gathering all of this stuff within four days. That's, oh man, this was a wow. rush. This was just a rush. Like I drove, it took me, it took me 12 hours to get to Virginia. We only sat at her place for about three hours. I caught a quick nap and then it was 18 hours to Kansas. She hardly drove, you know what I mean? So I drove for most of the way, which I was cool with, you know, for the most part. 
But again, these were because she said that she was going to drive half the way I was going to drive half the way. She was paying for everything. Actually, the Griffin family was paying for everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Another red flag is we would stop at at gas stations and this woman would be out walking around in the gas station barefooted. Like she would just let her dog out. It was a puppy and the dog would be running across the gas station at this trucker stop or whatever. And she's just barefooted. You know what I mean? With Flintstone feet, just running across, (laughs) running across the parking lot, going in stores and stuff. And like, I was embarrassed. I'm like, you know, I was good. Now you go ahead. I'll be in the store in a a couple minutes. I would wait for her to come out and then I would Mm -hmm. go in, you know what I mean? That type of stuff or whatnot. But but in the meantime, where she she is, she's spinning my wheels in my head because she we're talking about forming a criminal justice advocacy group, right? Because I'm still not m- doubting her or mistrusting her. I just know that she has some serious, serious issues. She talks about the abuse that she's been in. She just came out of an abusive situation. This is why she was staying with her roommate up there in, in, in Virginia. And now he was creeping on her and, and things of that nature. And then, um, and, and such. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of about 75 believing her about 25 skeptical. Mm-hmm. But in all of this, we're forming things I'm, because she's bringing ideas to me that broaden my horizons about what I could do and my potential, you know? So we're sitting there and I'm like, you know, I got my foundation down in Florida, I could bring you down there, right? We'll get it. I'm, I'm working on getting it office. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I'll have an office. We can be working out of this office and this is what we can do, you know, and, and, and such. So this is kind of what, what we're forming. At first, we were talking about getting a place together, like a house, because I'm still trying to find a house. But then when I saw her living styles, I'm like, no, I can't (laughs) can't live with you. There's no way that we could live together, you know. So we leave Kansas, right? We leave Kansas. We go back to Virginia. I drop her off in Virginia. Same thing, pretty pretty much the ride back, we didn't stop that much. I was pushing it. And, and, and there wasn't that many stops. Of course, I know now because she ran out of dope. You know what I mean? But there wasn't that much, that much stops going back. So we get back. I drop her off in Virginia. I go off into D.C. for the 4th of July, right? I'm watching the, the, the 4th of July fireworks from the Washington Monument and, and such. That's and sick. <laughs> I'm just sitting on the lawn. I was actually sitting on, on the, the, the lawn smoking weed watching the fireworks and at the <laughs> monument, you know? So then I, I leave, I stay at uh, my, my partner, uh, Paul Kratz's uh, house for, for a day or two. And then I'm getting ready to go back to Florida. Got to have the rental back, things of that nature. So I call her and I'm like, yo, what, you know, what's going on? What do you want to do? And she's like, I'm coming with you. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll be by and I'll, I'll swing by and pick you up and we'll go out here to Florida. Okay. I swing by, pick her up. Um, she she gets all her stuff, loads it back up into the into the rogue, and we take out. Get back to Florida about twelve hours. I set up an Airbnb for her up under my company name, and it's a, it's a nice little Airbnb. And we get there, and 
At this time, she's filling me in on another case out of Florida, right? And this, this uh, family that she had, she formed a contract with this family. She told this family that, that I was going to run a podcast once a week, that I was going to do all kinds of lives, that I was going to do all kinds of stuff with my platform that was never cleared by me. You know what I mean? Or any it's it was physically impossible to do. But right. she she got the, this family into thinking that that is what they're going to get. And this family was. They agreed. She signed my name to this 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 uh, this contract, sent it to them. And this family agreed to wire nine thousand dollars, which, of course, had to go to my account through my business account, because now we know this woman has no 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 account which I didn't know that at the time, but she, she made it like, you know, uh, we can run it through your business. They'll get a tax exempt, this and that. It really helped them out, blah, blah, blah. So her and I have still yet made contracts for each other, even though that I've told her four times, listen, we, we need to make contracts before we do anything else. Facts. We need to have a contract between us, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because you got to protect your, your stuff. No question. Yeah. And I have a recording where I sat down with her and I told her, Right. Because we were we were doing a verbal and I told her, listen, if there are two things, Trisha Joe, if you lie to me, if you lie to me or if you're manipulating families or criminals, you know, uh, uh, incarcerated families in any kind of way, I said, then just stop what you're doing. Walk away from me. Leave me be. I said, because I don't want no part of that. Right. So she's like, no, I'm with you and, and, and all this and I can't stand it and I hate it and I hate, you know, that's why I'm doing it and all this crap. Right. OK, so. We get to Florida, the Airbnb was paid up until Friday. Right yep. now, she had one thousand dollars wired to me from the family that was supposed to wire the nine thousand dollars come Tuesday, the following Tuesday, because she called the family and she said that she needed to, to, to put the Airbnb up until the Tuesday until the other money came and pay it through. And that thousand dollars was going to carry her. So the family wired her a thousand dollars to me just on, on good grace, which I wired to her. OK, now I leave. Now, when I leave, this is my setup. Right. Yep. This is how I know. I, I have a glass bowl and I so I, I take my glass pipe, my little one hitter, and I set it down on the table and I leave her a bud, a little marijuana bud. And I put them right there together on the table. Right. And I leave. I come to my Airbnb now. Because I know one thing I know, a junkie, a junkie cannot be around a glass pipe. It would drive them nuts. You know what I mean? So I leave that there. And I, and I left her a text several times, like, don't forget that stuff is on the table. Bam. So now I come back two days later, okay, and we're sitting down, and I get a text from the Airbnb guy that, this all happens at the same time. I get a text from the Airbnb guy that the place hasn't been paid. 
that it hasn't been paid for the last two days and that they have to pay now. What? Okay. So now when I get there, I sit down on the outside patio where I left the stuff. And the first thing I see is the bud, but the bowl is gone. Right. So now she comes out, she sits down and, um, before I no idea, right? No no. idea. You talk to them. So So now you got the ball in your court. You're playing it. There you go. Yeah. So she sits down and, and before I even say anything about the bill, I, I pick up the bud and I show it to her. Right. And she's like, Oh, she goes, I didn't even know that was there. If I knew that was there, I would have smiled. But, and I say, but where's the bowl? Oh, it's in the house. I'm like, why is the bowl in the house? You don't smoke weed in the house. Why is the bowl in the house? Right. So she's like, Oh, I was just inside, you know, uh, uh, cause I had a sack of weed, which she did. She had a sack of weed that she was carrying with. It was dirt. I wouldn't smoke it. You know what I mean? <laughs> she had that, you know what I mean? So she said that I was in the house looking for my sack of weed. I didn't find it. And I must've just left the bowl in there. Okay. So she goes in the house. She gets the bowl. She comes out, she grabs the bud. She sticks it in the pipe. She starts smoking it. She offers me some of the weed. I'm like, nah, I'm good. You know? So in that moment, Corey, I turn on my head, something, I look at something. When I look back, the bowl is broke. And it's broke right at the, right at the bowl part. You know what I mean? The weakest part of the bowl, like she just snapped it. It's not like it fell. I would have heard it fall and, and break. You know what I mean? She broke it. Cause she knew that she didn't want you to taste Jesus Christ. That's some real she knew, shit. <laughs> and I knew that was a junkie move in that moment. I said, bam, I got her. She, she calculated everything. That's crazy. She was trying to work ahead of me, but I was 10 steps ahead of her. I was playing her, and she didn't even know it. And the whole time, she thinks she's playing me. That's what <laughs> Thomas freed me do. That's why I tell you, <laughs> do not lie to me, because I will know. <laughs> right. I will know. This junkie pulled a, a smooth one on me. So I left. I called the Airbnb dude. I told him to not extend the contract and to escort that woman off the premises. She had no money. She was broke. She had nowhere to go. She had these two damn dogs because when I picked her back up in Virginia, she had another dog that came with us. So we got these two damn dogs that she chasing barefooted behind. So in that moment, you know, she was, she was, uh, I, you know, I, I had her escorted off the premises and she's been on the run since. Now, who is Trisha Joe? Trisha Joe is nothing but a hairdresser. She, she was a homeless crackhead who was chasing behind, you know, people out in Texas, uh, scamming people any way that, that, that she could. Uh, and then she got involved with a criminal justice advocacy group in some kind of way, right? And she just saw the money that this individual, I guess, was making. But I, I think this individual is a legit person who does his own criminal advocacy out of out of uh, Texas. So I think a lot of her her surface level knowledge came from this person right here. Yeah. Um, and man, listen, from from the Griffin family alone, she's gotten over twenty thousand dollars from these people 
Oh my God. In the, in a, how much of a span? She's been dealing with this family since January. The family has completely trusted her. This man is desperate. He knows that he's innocent. He knows that, you know, that this all has been just a, a racial discrimination against him just because he was black. Mm-hmm. And she was manipulating this family for thousands and thousands of dollars. And now this family is sitting here with no money. And uh, uh, I mean, a case that would blow the doors off a lot of stuff. I'm getting ready to play for you an affidavit that I took from somebody that testified against him, against James Griffin. Listen to this here. And I went ahead and I signed the paperwork. Uh, and what I said in court was what I actually heard that happened. You know, I can't say 100% that that's what happened because I wasn't there. But that made me feel like I had no choice but to go ahead and say that in the way that I said it or else, or else. you know what I mean? Well, 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 describe that. When you say that you felt that you had no choice but to say what they wanted you to say on the stand, what does that mean? Well, these cops are breaking our house, basically. Take me and throw me in the car and handcuff like a criminal. Bitch at me the whole entire way to Topeka. They're pissed off. Slamming shit around in the car. Uh, cussing at me and everything. And... I, then I get up there and they pass me over to the detective and I feel like I can't leave because he's got his hand on me, on my arm. Like, I can't leave. I felt like... You were detained. Like, I was in trouble. Right. You know? It was kind of scary. You know, and I felt like, oh my gosh. And then I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. And it was like, he didn't want to let me out of his sight to go to the bathroom. And that's when Biggie walked by and I kind of laughed at Like, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm in this situation. I can't do this. And I went in the bathroom and was crying. And when I came out, the detective was standing in front of the door waiting on me. So I wouldn't, I assumed, so I wouldn't be able to leave because I wanted to leave. I didn't want to be there, you know. But then I felt like I had to do it because they let me out of jail, you know. And he showed me that paperwork and said, okay, you got to refresh your memory so you know what you're saying. When you get in there, you got to say what's on this paper. Okay, stop right there. Okay. So, this, this testimony was to get Michi out of jail, right? Exactly. And did any of these, was you promised that by any of these detectives? Did they physically, specifically tell you that? Yes, yes. I was standing outside of the Chapel County Detention Center. They told you that if you gave testimony, it would release Michi from jail. Yes, and he was doing the same thing. And actually, I think I remember better now. I think he, they let him, I don't know, I can't say that. I don't know whether he signed it while he was in custody or when they went ahead and brought him out. I don't remember whether he did it before or after. But after the testimony, after the trial, Michi was released from jail. Michi was released after he signed the sworn statement that I signed. The first time I even met the detective. So he was already released. Because we signed the paperwork. Do you remember the detective's names that, that gave yeah. you these promises? There was two of them, but the one I remember. So she goes on to, to give she goes on to give the detective's name, but I don't want to release that just yeah, yet. Yeah, no, that's smart, yeah. 
<laughs> but I was actually going to say we probably should, but you, you're already thinking the same way. I got you. So nothing illegal occurred aside for the fact that promises were made for testimony, which I don't think is a Brady violation unless it is not disclosed in court. They have to disclose that in court that these witnesses were promised things yeah. for the testimony. If not, that is a Brady violation. And what we just heard is a Brady violation because that was not disclosed during his trial that this man was released from jail for testifying and things of that nature. They can drag you down the court. If you sign a sworn statement saying that you will testify against somebody and you don't show up, they can put a warrant out for you. They can do these things. They can do that. The only illegal activity was the fact that they did not disclose that evidence in court. Which is the most important factor for that. That is unbelievable. And you could tell that she... She got persuaded so bad that, and they promised her. Now, did they also have, so when she, you know how you have to sign that, that you're going to testify. Now, did she sign something that was stating that and they never disclosed it? So is that, would that be in records of a way to kind of pull that up? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is there a way that, cause that would even blow the doors open even more because that's evidence stating that she did sign that for that reason or another thing if if it's if it's said hey why would this person testify right what if you guys are saying it wasn't that well what was it and i feel like that could contradict a lot of things too because that's stating okay this person's not going to just testify and there's not going to be like something that she they get out of it there needs to be something in that sense so i'm wondering if they covered that up and homie there's so many i I haven't even begun to dig yet Mm -hmm. and i have so many questions first and foremost the man was blindfolded and he didn't know his attacker but when they found him he was laying face down half in of in his office his upper torso was in the hallway face down he was paralyzed he was shot in the chest so he was paralyzed and there's no mention of the blindfold anymore. Oh, in there, there wasn't. There was, there was never. My question is, is when did he become even blindfolded? Because how it occurred was he was in his office. And he, I guess he was at his desk or whatever. And he heard somebody come up behind him and say, give me all the money. Now, this place has been robbed two times or earlier. His safe has already been taken out twice. And this third time, he actually took the safe and buried it in his back office, Mm -hmm. right? Like under the concrete or or however they do that, right? So now this man comes in and says, give me all the money. And Bob says, stop playing, go back to work. Because his testimony was he thought it was one of the employees messing with him. him. Red flag for me. If I've been robbed twice already. Why would you think that's a joke? Why would I exactly? That, that doesn't add up at all. That don't add up. And then there was there was a few exchanges and the guy shot Bob and ran off. No money was taken. 
and that's it. Nobody saw anything. People so no cameras. See, no, no cameras. Nothing. People claim to see say they saw a black man running across, you know, a parking lot, running here, running there. Um, he had on a dark jacket and like a dark uh, ski mask. So they're just grabbing black people in that vicinity that have a dark jacket and maybe a, a toboggan on or something. So they like, remember reaching. it's January in Kansas now, so it's cold. Right. That's crazy. That that is so. What happened nuts. to the blindfold? I know, like. That is one of the most important things because now if this guy is stating all this stuff, when was he blindfolded and why wasn't that disclosed? Like if he, if Witnesses it's already say that they saw a car behind because of the, where the hallway goes in, there's like a little dumpster area with a little wooden thing around the dumpster, like a little fence thing. Yeah. And people say that they saw a black Hyundai with a bad tent job parked behind there and they say they saw a black man go inside but afterwards there's no more there's no more comments of the car where did the car go this right. man's just running all over the place where did the car go nobody saw the car leave you see a suspicious car and a black man go in the back door and you don't sit there and watch you That's just great <laughs> i think from what you mentioned and kind of like how things have been said I am, you have me so intrigued now <laughs> that if there's anything you need, any kind of help or anything in that sense, because I could see where this story went, right? You know, you, you, you are looking now to really start pushing the foundation and stuff you're doing. So you're really, really getting into it. You thought you could trust somebody that could actually help you out in a sense that had your best interest and for the people, not just money or whatever in that sense. And you get duped and then you find this stuff out in a sense of like all this information, but where, okay, this lady, she's on the run. You said, right? She's still on the run right now. And, and supposedly she just got another family for some money and, and because she has, so what she's doing now is she, she has a TikTok and, and she's going on, and making like little GoFundMes and things like that. And she's telling people that she's a, a paralegal who came down to Florida with a business associate. She won't mention my name. You know, playing she, a victim. She won't mention my name because that's slander. She exactly. That's just that's so scummy, dude. Like people that people that do that to families, um, because they're so vulnerable. Um, and they're they they know that that person's innocent. And so they're going to try everything in their power, but they don't have this lady's trying to claim something that she's not. And, and the sad thing about it is you off. The sad thing about it is, Corey, is, is her family hates her. You know what I mean? Like I've had I've heard overheard some some exchanges that she was having with her family and and like she would call her dad and, and her father would talk to her as if he had just written her off. Like, why are you calling here? The, right. the, the parents, her parents have, have custody of what young children she has. She has a daughter that just had a baby. She called the hospital to try to talk to the, to the daughter and the husband like told her, don't ever call back here again. So she's burned like so many bridges. That's right. And she won't stop. This is a human being who is completely out of control, who is, is completely narcissistic. 
just in her own mind, she actually thinks that she she's she's she thinks that she's gonna put an injunction against me and that she's gonna sue me for, for my <laughs> this is what she thinks. In her it's own just, mind. She's she's got some mental health aspects that she just she ain't like you said, she ain't gonna stop unless she gets caught. And then when she gets caught, people that are in that lifestyle and that kind of manipulation, they don't get any help for mental health, they'll go right back to the same pattern. So She's going to constantly be playing victim, constantly playing victim. Even, even when they finally catch up to her and pick her up. No, no, you got it wrong. It was my associate. Mm -hmm. It was my associate. I, I, you know, so that's, that's. So has the family reached out to you about the situation and have you like told them like, Hey, this is what happened. This is what she did. You know, have you kind of. Let's just say at this moment, I've protected myself. I've protected myself 100%. You know, I have I have my attorney. Um, mm-hmm. We've already spoken to who we need to speak to, and and done the things that we've had to do to clear yeah. myself from any wrongdoing. Just to know that I was again a victim in all of this as well. Right. Because um, you got an LLC, right? So absolutely, you need to very, and that's why I was asking. Because well, I have an incorporation, so I have a. I keep calling it an LLC, and my CFO. My bulldog keeps slapping me upside the head. She's like, no, you have an incorporation. So it's coming home coalition incorporated. Can you, can you break that down a little bit more? I mean, I, I, I have a good idea and of what you showed and what you posted, uh, just cause you have me so intrigued now, um, that this is the type of work that I've been wanting to do too. Like, obviously I do a lot of outreach work in different aspects, but yours is kind of right around the same vicinity of stuff that I want to do. And, Obviously, you know, Cynthia, you know, what she does and how that I interned through her, too. So it's like any way that I can help. I am. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I need you guys for. I'll tell you because you guys are right up the alley of what I need. So what I want, what we're getting ready to put together is uh, is a fundraiser for the homeless here in the Tampa Bay area. And what we're going to do is make care packages. So we're going to put um, we're looking for donations. which I guess I might as well just add the, the, the address and the link because CubeSmart, thank you, CubeSmart, CubeSmart donated six months of storage to, to our foundation. So wow. I have a storage, and what I want to do is start collecting toothpaste, deodorants, uh, <clears throat> Narcan, first aid kits, things of that nature, and I want to just make a bundle, a care package to start handing out to homeless. You know what I mean? Just have a day at a park or something like that. Yeah, and just come get your care packages. And I would love to do that at least once a month, just keep things like that coming in. But yeah. I think that's that's the first thing that we're going to start doing. But I know that you guys could probably get me the Narcan and stuff. Oh, yeah, I, I what I want to do is what we'll what we'll do is uh, set up a zoom call with Cynthia. Because um, I actually have a meeting with her soon. Um, just because I got a, a, a friend that just he has he just got his nonprofit going um what they actually do is they're going to be working with kids uh in in schools uh to help uh battle kind of like the the epidemic that's going on right now but we're going to be doing it in like because he works through the courts too so he's a recovery coach but now and he was a program director at NOAA and then now he's got this nonprofit that's coming up so Cynthia obviously is the best person to reach out to. So there's so much, I, I, not even necessarily just through her stuff too. There's people I know 
um, that could definitely, they would definitely be on board with something like that. Um, I just want to make sure that we have me, you, Cynthia, we'll sit, we'll, we'll have a zoom call. Um, and pretty much what we talked about, you can, you know, run it through her. Cause obviously she's, she has the, the, the final say. Um, so I think that'd be phenomenal. I, I like that idea. And I think that's, um, giving back the least, you know, that's something that's going to even broaden your organization too, of what you get, what you're doing. Well, that's, um, the, that's the main thing is, is, is just bringing awareness to what it is that we're doing. Again, it's, it's really just a community outreach. We're just here. Mm-hmm. What my vision, I guess, for my, for my baby is, is that I can just alleviate stress from the poor communities in some kind of way. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're talking about, we're, we're talking about maybe trying to put together some sort of job fair for the homeless where we can, we can maybe get a, I don't know, maybe a days in a, a, a donate a room to us for a couple of days where we can get them in there, get them showered, get like them a workshop. Up. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And, going, then, yeah. and then have a job fair where they can go in and present themselves. But so there's a lot of things that we're, we're, we're in the works, but we need funding. Yeah. You know, again, it's just me and my bulldog, me and my, me and my friend that are, are, are doing this and building this and everything is set up now. It's, it's really just up to the community to, to help I, so I, start this off. With your uh, organization and now, I, do you have some capital? Are they like, are you funded in a different sense of like, yeah, you got that, um, would you say that storage unit? Now, are they, do you run off of like certain capital that you get from organizations or because you're, you're, I'm trying to break it down the best I can in my head is that. I'm not getting any help. Okay. That's, I'm that's paying everything out of pocket still. I'll still go out here and Uber and pay for everything. And then, and then, uh, you know, Yvette, my, my CFO, she, she has been funding a lot. My mic went down. She, she, you know, she made it happen. Got me a mic in the same day. So um, it's Reason just I, a conjoined effort because we both see what we got. Division. Yeah. And it's just, it's just throwing everything that we got into it because it's there. It's, it's ready to operate. Right. You know? And I think that's what you need. You just need to, you need to link up with the right people. Um, get that. Cause you, it would be nice for you to get some capital uh, behind it. That way it's not always coming out of your back. Cause you got to survive yourself. Um, so anything I can do, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to who I know, how we can get that rolling. And um, I'll set up that, um, that zoom call between you and Cynthia. I know she's got a ton of stuff in the work. So I want to be able to how make do sure. I get, how do we get, how do we get our foundation like on certain things, right? Like you would go to somewhere and it would say, you know, do you want to donate to a, to a nonprofit? And then they would have a list of nonprofits there that you can donate. Somebody will pick it as they add it on to their, their bill or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, from what I kind of know, uh, like it, a lot of it is if you're funded, right? If you get funded through an LLC, I know yours not, it's not the LLC, but if you were to decide to do that, um, I know that's where there's a lot of red tape uh, and there's a lot of stuff where say if you do turn into a nonprofit, right? And that's why Cynthia is not, she's got her own. She don't, she's not funded by anybody because there's so much red tape that goes along with it that the government gets their hands in the mix and then they they limit you on who you can outreach to so the whole point that's why i don't want government funding yeah you don't that's you're not going to get anything done um yeah you'll get 
donations, you'll get this, you'll get that, but you'll be limited on who you can give that to, which is absurd to me. And then there's so much HIPAA stuff that you have to worry about where one wrong thing you say or do could get you sued. Um, so what I can do is um, to have you talk to Cynthia uh, because she knows way more than I do. Um, and she can, she can break that down for you. But I, I know that um, the whole government help is not a help thing. It's like, what can we take from trap. you? Yeah. It's a, it's a huge it's trap. A trap. It's, it's, a, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a fit. It's a fisherman's hook. That's what yeah, it is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I was going to want to, cause I had, I actually had a sit down with Cynthia, like, I believe it was February or something. Cause I wanted to do my, start my own nonprofit. And what I wanted to do was um, I wanted to start investing in um, for like sober houses and uh, like actual programs. Right. I wanted, but the program was going to be a very strict program where there's a ton of structure um, and that people, I get them on their feet to start working, but it's, it's a, it's something where meetings help. Right. But when you're trying to get your life back together, right. You need the support as in, okay, how do I get my resume built up again? Um, dress clothes, you know, presenting yourself, um, it's skills. I want to be able to have a program that helps with that, but it's a very strict program. One time you mess up, you're out. I want to have something like that and then have it transition into a sober house once they complete the program itself. So then kind of like transitioning them into the sober right. house. So I wanted to start. I, you know, I, I know where I can go. I got a, a guy that he's got capital and all that stuff, but he's runs like a trucking um, thing where, you know, he's super busy, like with logistics and all that stuff. So it would take, it's going to take a while, but I know the steps from what Cynthia told me, how much of a pain in the ass it is to get going. And for you, so there are a lot of people to get going, they have to go through that government bullshit, but then they get screwed. and that's why I mentioned that to her and she gave me that download and I'm like, Oh man, it's going to be a lot harder. And I thought, but you're already on the right path. Um, you're, you're kind of ahead of the game right now. You just need to be, you need to talk to the right people. Um, cause you can make it sell. Like you're good at what you do. And, um, all you need to do is get the people in front of you. And that's what I can try to help to do. Um, because like I said, I, I partnered up mass cultivated with Cynthia. I've, partnered up um uh well this program through that my buddy that just got is going to partner up with her so hey you never know um i i just don't want to make any commitment obviously i can't you know that but i'm gonna set you up with cynthia to have maybe discuss more and then i'll I'll fill her in a little bit and then you do yeah, the, that's, that's the rest idea of that. With, with Cynthia. And then I'll have a uh, Yvette in there with, with her yeah. as well. So we can sit down and, and really, um, yeah, break no it question. down, break it down. Yeah. She, it down. And you know her, she'll, she'll give you any insight on what she's done that would get started or, you know, all the bullshit that comes with it. Um, so I, I definitely think, um, why don't we, I'll text, I'll text Cynthia tomorrow morning. Cause I actually have to check in with her anyways on a, a client that we had that went into a program and we're trying to figure out the mother and him are like codependent on each other. So she's not helping and he's 40 years old. It's just a, it's a crazy story. I'll, I'll talk to you off the air uh, about it some other time, but she's, she's been a huge, huge for me for that. Um, and, and dude, I'm not, I don't get paid for that. 
like I, I do this because I enjoy seeing other people be able to get back on their feet or at least shown or, or kind of like, Hey, this is what I did. Um, so that's why I do it. I do it for experience. And honestly, dude, I actually have some things in the works too, that I might be working for the Oxford courts, um, through a recovery coach and then getting a job through Noah as a program director, that guy, Matt, that got his organization going. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one who was the program director for Noah. Now he works for Worcester courts as a uh, recovery coach. So I'm introduced to all these people now. Like I play softball with that guy, Matt. Um, so there's a lot in this community that I want to see other people get built up to. So that's why I introduced Cynthia to him. Now with your thing, I could, you know, I'll talk to him about it. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good things that can happen. It's just, you need to, you need to meet the right people. That's sometimes you that's get, it. that's why that, well, that's the whole reason why I put out the ad about me needing a publicist. Yeah, and then, where but, it all started at. But so now, I can get somebody that that'll that'll get me out there like that. That'll get me motivational speeches and and things of that nature. I think what it is. What though, did I is, go down a rabbit hole then? <laughs> well, <laughs> you just now you got people like one in Kansas no more. I'll tell you that, man. Yeah, right. But now you got somebody like me that is. I'm, I'll look out for your best interests, and you just have to. We, you just have to vet this person the next time you try running through that again. Vet this person from front. And honestly, you can get even a background check on a lot of these. And, and No, but the thing of it is, is, is at the end of the day, I'm sitting here, right, see, and I'm like, I did everything. Like, yeah, why so couldn't the- I just do this? She showed me what, what Trisha Joe showed me. What that, what that opportunity showed me at the end of the day was a structure that mm-hmm. I could work off and help bring in some some monetization towards my company and 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 such right you know and that's and that's truly helping people because i i can go find a one of these 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 young paralegals that are in school for 18 20 dollars an hour that can sit in my office with me and just and just research right. cases exactly you have, you have some some paralegals out there that are doing internship that work for nonprofits and and right. do things like that so I think that's what your best bet is get somebody that is looking for experience. It's a, it's, that is um, experience on their end. And they, as you, as you being a reference, like I have Cynthia as a reference that opens so many doors by having that. So like maybe them being like, Hey, listen, this is my, this is my business. This is my vision. Um, And I know that this is something you're trying to reach. It's, it's a good way to have somebody come in there where, they actually are motivated in a different way, not by the money. Cause obviously it's a, it's, it's, she's doing it for experience. So try finding, I bet you, you'd have better luck with that until you, I think you should wait on hiring somebody because you're doing a lot of stuff out of pocket. Try to try to minimize that, yeah, that because you, cause you need to worry about yourself at the end of the day too. Right. No question. Um, no but question. I think what you're doing is fucking phenomenal. Um, and like I said, I can do whatever I can do to help. Um, and then, um, like I said, I'll, I'll get Cynthia on board to have a, a talk and we'll just do what we're doing right now. Shoot the shit. And right now, the, the biggest issue, you know, is, is me finding a place, you know, I'm, I'm bouncing from hotels, the Airbnbs that's costing an arm and a leg because I can't find anybody to rent to me. I have no work history. I have no rental history. My credit to this, this toxic relationship I left 
This woman mm-hmm. took four credit cards out of my name and maxed them all out. You know what I mean? My credit is shot. So who the hell is going to take a shot on me? You know what I mean? Especially in, in the fasting, the fastest growing area in, in the nation right now. Right. You know, homeowners got, got nine people banging on their doors wanting to rent their homes. Yeah, it's so, the, the prices are going up too. So what I'm trying to do is find an apartment, or not an apartment, but an office. Yeah. It's much easier for me to get into an office than it is an apartment. If I can find an office with, with three, you know, three offices in there and a bathroom. That's all you need. That's all you I need. You can just stay out of that. And I stay out of that because, because I can work around the fact that I'm a 24-hour business, right? Yep. And I have somebody in the office at all times, first and foremost. And then I can go get a gym membership for $10 an hour or $10 a month, go work out, take a shower, and, and be done. Just go right back to work. Yeah, that's Just what, what I got to do right now, you know? So if I can get into an office in the next couple of weeks and, and really start because the cases that she frauded, they still want me. These oh, okay. So you've got, now you have technically you've two got clients, clients out of the whole, situ- out of the shitty situation. I out of the shitty got. situation. I got clients. Um, I have one client. Well, the Griffin family, I told them I, I'm not going to take any more money from them. They've spent 20 yeah. some thousand dollars, yeah. you know, but I told them, but I, you know, if, if you want me to come back out there, because the whole thing is, is while I was out there, there were so many people I could have talked to and, and, and deep, you know, depot and all this, but I didn't know. And right. she was not intent on uncovering his case. She was only intent on getting money. So, so I had if, no idea yeah. about these people out there. Yeah. It wasn't until she was out of the picture and I'm talking to the family. I'm like, damn, I could have went and talked to them. I could have went and talked to them. I would right. definitely want to talk to them. You would have got way more info out of the whole situation, but Hey, you know what I look at this? Uh, these are all learning curves, right? These are all, yeah, it's shitty. And she's a horrible person for doing that. But you now gain some knowledge in what you need to do to protect yourself. But also you, that's such good, like you got good insight, right? On no one's going to try to manipulate your ass anymore. You saw everything coming, but you are a nice guy. You, you give the benefit of the doubt, but there now needs to be a fine line, right? For who you trust or who you bring into your circle, right? And now that's just giving you more knowledge on, okay, this, I can't do it that way again because A, B, and C, right? And then I got to do it this way because look what you were saying. You actually could have talked to them, gained more insight on what was going on and not even had this broad trying to grab her hand in something that she shouldn't be grabbing her hand in. And that's at the end of the day, learning curves, you take them how they are, right? It's fucking ups and downs, ups and downs. So like I said, I think you're doing a good job. Uh, we'll link up, um, talk to your, uh, that person that helps you out. Right. And um, I'm going to text it to you tomorrow. I'll get a time and a day and I'll send you the zoom link when we're going to do that. And then we'll just go from there. Yeah, and I'll hopefully I have this edited and out tonight. I have this. Um, I'll send this over to Cynthia too, so she'll she'll catch it when she catches it. No, pretty yeah. much what we're talking about too. But yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, I mean that that's it. You know, um, for the listener, uh, the nine thousand dollars that was wired to me by that family that I tried to 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 warn them about, 
Um, I ended up sending it back to the family. So they got that money back. I did not get it to Trisha Joe. By that time, I knew that if I sent this money to, to, the, to these people, that she was going to be gone. So pretty much she just skimmed out the Airbnb um, and didn't there was like a thousand or something you gave. So she, she got minimal what she could have got if you weren't figuring right. out what she was doing. So Absolutely. I, that, you got to look at the bigger picture. I'm sure they were um, very happy that you actually took that time to say, you know what, I, she's a scumbag. No, I'm not going to take this. But like you said, now you can work with that person and, and really do the work. Cause dude, you already look at, you got an Alfred David, like that shit's hard to get. Like what you did right there. That's not easy to get. That's not, not easy to get. At so all. it's dangerous. It's dangerous, but you also didn't need her help. Uh, but what I would do, like I said, is have somebody that is doing it just for experience. Right. Mm. And then reach out to like Cynthia or the people that have an organization that are actually doing it. I'm, I'm sure you text them. They're going to, and you say, Hey, listen, this is what I think's going on, blah, blah, blah. Just shoot them that way. Cynthia will always answer you and she'll give you their best judgment. So then you don't have to go to fucking Joe Schmo with that little lady like Tracy that. Joe. <laughs> yeah, Tracy <laughs> Joe and get all that, that nonsense with it. So, you know, like I said, Cynthia, she always looks out for the best and, and she'll help anybody. If you know, if they're good people, she's, she's a bulldog herself, you know? So, um, but yeah, like I said, just keep doing what you're doing and fucking, if you need any, you know, insight and things or whatever, let me know. All right. No, all right, brother. Take care of yourself, man. And you too. catch you on the flip side, brother. All right, brother. Have a good one.